What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Hello, hello, hello. What the fuck is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, for another episode of Call Her Daddy. You know, you see the title. (laughs) You see the fucking title. You know who's here today, okay? And let me be very clear. Daddy gang, I recorded this episode with Heidi Montag back in the single father era. And I have yet to release this because I have still been fucking recovering from the hangover that I got after sitting down with Heidi Montag is something I have never truly experienced. But to give you guys insight, you guys remember Orna Garalnik and that couples therapy episode was like earth shattering and was such a monumental moment for the single father era and this show. And I know it helped so many of you. And so picture this on a Monday. I sat down in a studio at the W Hotel with Orna Garalnik. And then, <laughs> less than 24 hours later, in the same studio on a Tuesday, I then showed up and I interviewed Heidi Montag and got fucking hammered with Heidi, okay? And now, in the new era of fatherhood, of whatever the fuck we're going to call it. We still haven't figured that out. What is this called? The fatherhood, the big daddy dick energy. What is it? Whatever the fuck we're calling it. The godfather era. Oh, uh, we're going to need to, we're going to need to massage that a little bit folks. But I feel like we all feel it. Summer is technically on the calendar winding down. I'm not ready for the fun to fucking end. And who better to continue in the madness and the fun and the fucking debauchery other than Heidi fucking Montag. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with Sparkling Ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling Ice. Anything but subtle. I will say, not only did I grow up watching The Hills, Laguna Beach, I literally have all of this shit on DVD and my sister and I used to sit and watch this and cut out fucking pictures from a magazine and post it on our goddamn walls and scrapbook. I was the biggest fan. I was a fucking fanatic. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else, no one else can speak the words on your lips. Treat yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Or today's way of hope begins. The rest is still unwritten. Heidi Montag. I'm ready. I'm ready. Get me on here. Call her daddy. Oh Call me daddy. Do it. What are, what's happening? Call like, me daddy. No, it's fine. Like, We're oh going to call you daddy today, Heidi. Yeah. Heidi Montag. Hello. 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 It's so crazy because I watched the hills growing up uh, everyone did um if you are a millennial maybe not gen z which pains my heart because it was iconic maybe not gen z d e a b c what are you kids these what days kids? <laughs> gen z but the millennial generation like i feel like i grew up on laguna and then watched the hills and now you're doing another season did you want to do it or were you 
skeptical? Like, how did that work? All right. First, Alex, you need to have some of your champagne. You have to get on okay. level. <laughs> Heidi's like, loosen up, I'm bitch. Like, We're getting girl, cheers. <laughs> Heidi's like, first, first let's get drunk. Let's talk shit. <laughs> yeah. First, I've already had some champagne. You okay, have so some. you're relaxed. I'll, I'll, I'll watch you take a three count okay, and then I'll there answer we go. some questions. Maybe five. Okay. If the more drunk I get, the more I'm gonna grill you, Heidi. So you're like, put Girl, the fucking champagne. You can't in. grill me. I have been through <laughs> it. I have lived in the Big Brother house twice. Bring it. Bring okay. it. Okay. I mean, I'll say it if I'm not gonna answer, but it's rare. Okay. Tell me about the reboot. Let's just talk about it. And then we're gonna get way okay. deep into childhood and your sh- all the shit. But let's start with the hills. What's going on? So, the truth is, and I don't care what anyone else says is Spencer has been manifesting and working on the Hills reboot for 10 years or whenever, you know, like, Oh wow. Like saying it to the press and saying it out there and like putting it out there and then having conversations with MTV and really even Adrena said yesterday that Spencer was the one who like talked to all the cast. So I would give credit to Spencer on this. So I don't care. I'm sorry, MTV or anyone else who doesn't agree. You're like, my fucking husband. Yeah, my husband, who is a genius, um, I think really, it was MTV obviously who put it together at the end and like came together with it all, but it was so much of his energy into it. And Mm -hmm. I would credit him for that, you know, because we were going to do our own show. And at one point he chose doing the hills over our own show well i feel like the hills and what it represents and what it is known for it is a larger like it's a larger brand obviously and so that helps you and everyone else involved and it's like easier because people know it um so this is the thing what think people think about spencer is that maybe like He's so good at media and and self-promotion, but, like, really, Spencer's a team player, and he is in it for success in the long haul. So whatever he could do for success in the long haul, honestly, if he could not be on camera and be successful, he would choose that. Wow. So that it's is, like— There's so many—I'm sure everyone is fascinated by your relationship. I think—I mean, we have to go all the way back to the beginning, but, like, the concept of— Three count for you. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Heidi's like, get fucking drunk. Let's go. I'm like, I need water. If okay. I need water, you no, need champagne. Okay, okay, hold on. We're on two different playing fields. I'm like, three count of water. Ready, set, go. Okay, so you think—okay, here, okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right, touch-ups. We have any touch-ups in the house? Every five minutes, no, Heidi's even like, can we get a touch-up? And I'm like, why do you have a makeup artist? It's a podcast. No, I love you. We Let's talk about, I feel like there's not a lot about you on the internet with regard to, like, your childhood. Like, can we go back to you being in Colorado? Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just give us, like, a rundown of, like, who were you in high school? So, I only went to high school for three years. Oh, Wow. I was looking at Vogue magazines. I wanted to be out of a small town. I grew up with the same 30 kids from preschool to high school. And I was like, I'm going to be so successful. Like, I need to get out of here. I don't, I didn't go to high school parties. I went to like two ever. The first one I was a freshman, I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And all the seniors wanted to like hook up with me. And I thought it was so cool. My (laughs) sister was a senior, dragged me out by my ear and took me to my mom, turned me in and I was grounded. (laughs) Did you, did you get drunk? I remember I got drunk in high school. Drunk. I was oh drunk. God. It was like my first high school, and like all the seniors thought I was so cool, and like I thought I was so cool. And my sister's like, "No, you're not. Goodbye. You're going home." Oh my! And God. I was like, 
oh, I hate you. And now I'm like, that was such a good sister move. Like, right. I do appreciate that. Totally. So, so you felt like you always had this, like, zest for life of being like, I want to get out of this small yeah. town. I want to get totally. out of here. So because I when I told you I had Holly Madison on, like, we were talking about, like, when she was younger, she idealized Marilyn Monroe. And then I was uh. saying when I was younger, I was, like, sneakily watching Girls Next Door. And I'm wondering, like, who were you like looking at wanting to get out of that small town and like wanting to be or who did you idealize? I mean, that was the era of Britney and NSYNC and all that. So really from a young age, like when I was five years old, I had big blue plastic sunglasses bigger than my face. I had a hot pink Barbie Ferrari and I was like, I'm going to be famous with my faux fur coat. And I was like, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to be so rich and so successful. That's just like such a part of my spirit. Right. And then I put on a backwards baseball cap and be a tomboy and in the dirt and in the mud. And that's so who I am. Like, I love glamour and glitz and being like sexy and feminine. But then I'm like a badass tomboy at the end of the day. Like I love being in the dirt. I love nature. I love getting my hands dirty. So I have such two different wow. parts of me that combined did you enjoy school like overall in your life or no no we oh who am i kidding i remember like the first like episode of the hills the woman is like heidi like what like, are you here uh, for you're like i just want to party yeah like, i was like, doing right yeah, now i was like i know my sister was like the scholar Got and it. the like a student i was like if i get b's and some a's i'll work good but like i was like this is not my job i'm so busy like i have so many things i need to accomplish in the world so for me like some people think school is like so important and so much and i never really thought that i was yeah. always kind of like uh until I'm something that I want to like do but and then like I developed that handwriting that's so illegible my husband can't even read it because then you can't tell if I was spelling wrong especially in high school and I'm like how (laughs) anyone listening tell me you didn't do this when you got a blue book and you had to write an essay and you kind of like fudge the words because you're like in high school I'm doing this I'm like I'm totally (laughs) illegible no one knows what I'm writing and then I was yeah so wait so why didn't you finish high school because as a junior, I went to live in Italy for a year oh. for like a foreign exchange program. Lux because bitch. I know, right? But um, my mom did that when she was younger. And she was like, oh. it just changed my life. And it was so important. And I want you and your sister to do that. So I had to like raise the funds. And like my family couldn't afford it. But they did it through this um, company, AFS. Wow. And I found actually this family that took me in last minute was really rich. And they were so incredibly like loving and fun and like dream couldn't be better and I live with them and I'd be like oh I don't think I go to school today Maria and like I hardly knew a time she's like you shouldn't you're too pretty go shopping and I'd be like oh I know Maria's up in the discotheque too long you know like ciao ciao you know so she was like lived in Italy for an lived in Italy for seven months and how was that experience like just so great it was Who so fucking, fun that sounds like in college you go to study abroad the fact that you did that in high school i know my mom i don't even know i would never let my kids especially what i did i'm like my kids are right wait why did you how did you end up in san francisco to go to college there? so that's how so my senior year became my freshman year of college got it because my junior year in italy i was like i cannot go back yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. I can't go back. Like, I've lived the world. I was just at Miss Sony's front row, fashion row, dating this heir of Miss Sony and, like, this and that. True? And, like, Are yeah, it's Miss Sony. Um, and I was like, I can't go back. Like, I just right. had so much fun. I just saw the world. And I, like, I'm bigger than this at this point. My mom was like, I agree. Let's think of fashion school. And I was like, I tried to think of New York. And I was like, I think it's just too big. And we landed on San Francisco. And actually, uh, the Academy of Art University was one of the top three fashion schools in the country. 
So I was at 17, turning 18, instead of my senior year, I went to fashion school, and that's where I met Lauren. And that was the beginning of the rest of your life. And that was, um, that was it. How many? What kids, do you like to drink? Do you like to drink champagne? I love tequila. I love champagne. I actually you feel do? like I get hammered off of champagne. Could we get another champagne for <laughs> Alex, please? I need like I need her uh, drunker. Yeah, you have. Both. Yeah, bring it in. Your choice. Um, um did you, so for me, yeah. yeah so how many so siblings? I have an older sister, mm-hmm. a younger brother, and then I had step siblings. So we're like the Partridge family, but... Um, when did your parents get divorced? When I was two. And then did you kind of grow up with your stepfather yes. as your dad? Okay. Yeah, so I always called my stepdad my dad. So like I have wow. my dad and my dad, you know, so like I always called them both dad because he was my dad since I was three. Right. Just she'll have tequila. Maybe keep tequila? On, I'll keep on the champagne until we're done the champagne. Okay. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Wait, can you open this for her? Why? Oh, you can do it? Yeah, I, oh my gosh, I worked in restaurants for like so many years. I grew up in a restaurant. I just was closing my eyes because recently Spencer showed me TikToks of people getting their eyes gouged out. Oh, wait, wait, out. maybe this won't be, be, will be better. Okay, here I'll we make go. it better. Ready? Red. Oh, wait, fuck, fuck, fuck. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? Done. Shakes it, literally nothing happens. They, and everyone in the studio is like, thank fucking God. Oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Okay. Okay, Heidi, back to the motherfucking interview. Okay. So your your stepdad is like your dad. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. What a, yeah. What was and your relationship with your parents growing 30 up? Three second was, count. It was a was a good relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was trying to get through this interview. I've never had someone do this to me in an Ready, interview. What? <laughs> Heidi, okay. What was your relationship Just with your cast parents? Members. This is her strategy. She tries to get me off it, and now I'm coming right back. What was your relationship uh, with your... We're playing chess here. We see the <laughs> Queen's <laughs> Gambit. <laughs> I'm the Queen's Gambit. I need them. <laughs> They're going on the ceiling. Okay. Okay, yeah. So my so my stepdad um, was literally my dad from, yeah. from three years old, and he's the one who was with me all the time. So I saw my dad on the weekends, but, like, the man who was there every day in my life was my stepdad. So I still call them both dad and stepdad. Got it. Um, when I got married, I always said I was going to have them both walk me down the aisle. And then it was tricky with the hills. And I ended up choosing just my dad to walk me down the aisle. And I think that is one of my biggest regrets and like a really sore spot for me still because I should have had them both. And that was kind of always my plan. Why did um, the hills affect that? Because I should never have had my mom on the show. And our relationship kind of got severed through producers. And I was like, why would you say that for producers? And they would, like, tell her ahead of time and separate us and be like, Heidi said she's fine with you saying this. Can you say this for our show? And then I'd be like, why would you say that if a producer ever told you to say that? Like, I would never. Yeah, I'm your daughter. Like, if somebody told me as a mom to say that to my daughter, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Right. Absolutely not. Where's my fucking kid? My mom's like, I'm just trying to play along. I don't know. You asked me to come out here and play along. And, like, so I see where she was coming from, you know. And it was just a big misunderstanding and a big mistake. And I shouldn't have let them ever, like, separate us or even get involved. And so that's still one of my biggest regrets. But, like, my family's everything to me. And both my dads are everything to me. And my stepdad is, like the one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life the iconic scene with your mom 
that I think at one point in your life like was trending everywhere. It was on every magazine when you went and you got surgeries mm-hmm. and your mom was on the couch with you and was like, I don't think you look good anymore. I have so much respect for you because I think back in the day you getting surgery at the time it wasn't normalized. So people were like, oh, my God, like she got surgeries. Meanwhile, it's like everyone now looking at the Kardashians and everything, although they're not like as open about it as you were, you were one of the first people to come out and list what you got done. I think unfortunately for you at the time, it wasn't normalized. So there was this, it was almost like people thought you were like a bad person because you wanted to get a fucking nose job. Like what? Right. And that's what's so frustrating and was so frustrating. Like, I'm a very authentic person and I'm I'm always going to be like that. What you see is what you get. Um, yeah. What I say is I'm very upfront with you. Like, you never have to guess, oh, who is Heidi? It's like, I'll just tell you. Like, yeah. I don't need to play games. I, I think it's important to be honest. And I've always thought that. So before I did it and even before the Kardashians, before all these people were getting all this surgery, everyone already was. Yeah. People from the beginning of Hollywood had been getting surgery. I literally probably got as many surgeries as A-list actors that day. Like, I just wanted to peel that back and be like, this is Hollywood also. And, like, it was free. Do you think I would have got all that surgery if it wasn't? Not really. Like, that's expensive. It was probably, like, $200,000 or more in one day. That's a Lamborghini or something. Literally. Yeah. So it's like, it was expensive, what I did and and then to do that it actually cost me a lot more it did cost me like my career at the time and it did cost me you know the my mom and my family and it did cost me a lot and I said to my mom before I filmed with her I said hey I'm very vulnerable right now I hardly can talk I can barely move my jaw I just had all these procedures if you can't rile behind me and support me don't film with me I said, it's not worth it. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. And I didn't. I I didn't talk to her for two years after that because I told her ahead of time. And I had warned her. And she's like, I'm not going to be that way. At first, she said, cancel. Like, just cancel it, everything. And I said, the fact that they're renting me a jet to come out and see you, all this, like, I know what they want. So, like, if you can't support me and you're not ready, don't do it because you'll cost your relationship with me. Imagine how different the world would have reacted if your mom was like, you look fucking amazing. I've known your insecurities. I'm so happy for you. This no, I'm not put shitting on right, your mom. I'm right, saying totally. if it was more normalized, like it would be today, like, yes, bitch, glow the fuck right. up, do what you want right. to do. And unfortunately, back in the day, it wasn't normalized to be like, amazing that you got plastic surgery. Now it's like everyone walking down the street, every single person has something yeah. done. So it sucks that you were in a time that it wasn't accepted. And then I think it really sucks to then hear you saying, the producers were obviously like, get her on a plane, which again, you can't blame the producers because they're trying to make the show yeah, money. Yeah, no, I hear but it. But I hear what you're saying about like, it sucks to give your mom that heads up and then to get there and what you yeah. warned her of happening exactly happened. Her yeah. being like, you don't look. I was heartbroken. I literally had never been so heartbroken in my entire life. And I told her ahead of time too. And then after I looked at her and I was like, wow, like you really just did that to me? Because if it were my daughter, don't say I look great or not. Just be like, you know what? It doesn't matter what you look like. I love you and I support you. And it looks like you're going through a hard time. And I'm here for you. And that's what I would say as a mom. Like if no matter what my kid decided to do or not do, I would look at them with such like 
compassion and sorrow that they, first of all, physically, when I'm telling her, I could hardly, anyways, it was really hard. Yeah. It was a very challenging time. And Spencer was so supportive supportive and protective. And he even said, he's like, don't go, don't go. And I said, my mom said, she's not going to do that. I'm going to go. And like, he had been with me and I almost, they, they pronounced me dead. You know, they like called Spencer and they said I had died. You know, like Who there was so Spencer? much. The doctors had called Spencer once I was in the aftercare facility and they were like, Heidi's heart stopped beating, you know, right after my procedure. Oh, I didn't know you that. know, like he came to visit me and thought I was dead. The whole car right there. Like we had just been through so much. It wasn't just, you know, when, you, and when you're talking to these surgeons, they're like, a little this, a little that. It's like, a little this and a little that really hurts and it takes a really, really right. long time to heal. So it's so like glamorous. And then, you know, I had like problems with my implants for a long time after and it seems so fun to just get implants and you look so great and this and that. It's like implants for a lot of people sometimes don't work. Like you just have to be careful and think about that. Let's get into that because I think in the time watching the show, it was construed that your family was heartbroken and Spencer was trying to keep you from everyone and like keep you in this bubble in this world. When meanwhile, I get what you're saying where it's like you had both just gone through something traumatic together and Spencer's trying to be supportive almost for you to then get on that plane to go see your family knowing what was going to happen. He was being protective of someone that he loves regardless of what people say about you on the internet like that was a in a relationship your partner is trying to protect you from more hurt after you literally were just pronounced dead on the table right my husband the only one there day and night seeing nurses come in stitches swelling pain crying like it was horrifying it was literally like I got hit by a freight train and he's the only one there for me day night helping me picking it up loving me supporting me comforting me holding me what can I get for you food drinks like whatever's on the tv whatever he could possibly do smoothies I mean it was like no one else is there and no one else is there and it was so like the fact that anyone I can see what was put on tv but it was actual hundred percent opposite Opposite, of what it was where when were you starting to really like scrutinize yourself for your looks so when I was little I'd always put water balloons in my bra I mean literally like a six seven eight I don't know I just always wanted big boobs. boobs my grandma had these big amazing boobs and I was like I'm gonna get those and my mom's like no, you're not. I don't have them. I always hated that from my mom and I wished them away and I never wanted them. You're not getting them. And I just desperately wanted big boobs. I don't know. I don't know. But then when I got them for free, I was like, I'm getting them. I've always wanted them. This isn't like a whim. So like I was just talking to a surgeon. And, he's, and so I went in for my boobs. And then it- How we, old were you when you got your boobs done? I was 20. Okay. And then he was like- Why did yeah. you get them for free? Because I was on MTV. At the hills at the time. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, okay. And then he was like, I can also do your nose if you're in here. And I'm like, great. Let's just do it. Like, I'm going under. Let's just do it. Great. And then um, my nose from a backup dancer, because I was doing a music video, got elbowed. And it completely got, like, broken. Right. So I was like, well, I have to go back in. I've always kind of wanted bigger boobs. Why don't I just go back in? I'll get my nose realigned and I'll get bigger boobs. And then I was like, threw it out there, just joking, like, what else would you do? And he's like, well, now that you're asking, I do blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that much done. Sure, let's do it all. You'll do it. Like, you know, wow. and that's how it happened. I didn't, you know, so. And it just seemed minor this, minor that, minor this. I had no idea. Like, it would take me a year to recover. Wasn't it like the jaw that like 
fucked you up. Yeah, it was really hard. I literally couldn't talk for three months. And I had my ears pinned back. My ears pinned back might have been the most painful. People don't talk about that. And, like, they get them done for kids and stuff. It's excruciating. And I actually had a producer on the hills. He was like, I had that done as a kid. And it was so intolerable. It was extremely painful. And his parents had him do that. Your whole head hurts. Your whole head hurts. And then you have to have a bandage holding everything down and holding everything up for months. So literally half the time I had this and this and one here. And it was so painful. Can you go through again what you got done? I had a mini eyebrow lift. I had my cheeks chiveled, jaw shaved. I had Botox, which they do count. I had my nose redone. I had my new implants put in. I had um, fat, like liposuction on my legs and then injected lip injections. I said the mini eyebrow lift. Yeah. Right. I had, and then like three other things that are, they count as minor procedures. What did you get? Wait, your legs, like your upper thigh? Yeah. So I had lipo done and then I have like two. Um, scars and it's like lipo here's what people don't get it's not gonna last long oh like right. so I had the lipo sucked out of my legs which I had no fat I look back I'm like oh, you were so tiny what did you even take right. and then they inject it in your butt so I had the in- butt injections so I think overall I'm I'm happy with the results like yeah. it turned out well I think it looks good I think I wouldn't have done the lipo Got for it. sure um, my jaw is hard because it just it didn't do anything like I had these scars I had extra cellulite it like actually created problems especially wow. being in such good shape and so fit you know and that a part of me sometimes is like I wish I could just see my reality if I hadn't done that because I had an album launching and I, like I had so many good things that that really put my life on hold for a year and derailed a lot of things so why because you were in pain because I was in pain and I couldn't like do anything and I had an album launching and then I had a QVC deal that they dropped me for why? because because I had all the procedures and they're like this isn't the brand that we wanted I had like huge deals that yeah people so, drop to because you got plastic surgery mm-hmm, publicly. fuck them fuck but you. now it wouldn't happen ever you know they'd be like oh great but it's like it was just such a different time so yeah and then a part of me thinks sometimes i'm like what if i took it back i've had a breast reduction since then right i remember you know? what do you think you had then developed once you got it like some type not like body dysmorphia but i remember when you were like i want to get an h size boob Yeah, I think so. I think there was a form of body dysmorphia going on, first of all, in the beginning to even agree, right? Like, yeah, it's free. I like free stuff. I like a deal. You know, like I'm very 50% off of Neiman's on there. Right, right, right. and then, so yeah, to do that, I think that maybe I should have like thought it through and like had some therapy. I just had so much going on. I had like an album coming out and doing a TV show and I was in the jungle doing I'm a Celebrity Big, uh, Get Me Out of Here. I was doing Miss Universe. Like I just had so many big things going on. It was just a cog in the wheel and I didn't really stop and think through the repercussions and I was so young and I just got married and I had just so much. And then um, afterwards, yeah, I think that it was traumatizing seeing myself that way. And then when your boobs are that big, you don't even realize how that big they are. And then I was like just joking about I want them bigger. And it's like – and then there became a point where they were just so heavy and uncomfortable. I'm like, forget this. I'm going to pay $30,000 to get them out. And I have a scar here from it. And that was pretty – that was good. 
But then I always wonder, like, my jaw hurts. And I'm like, I don't know if it's from blowjobs or from clenching my You're chin. like, do I have TMJ because I'm yeah. sucking I'm that like, good dick? I'm like, or- I don't know if it's that. Or if it's just the chin. Or if I, like, clench through and, you know, stress. I'm not sure. It might be a combination. I always wonder that because I like the TMJ thing. I'm like, am I just giving so much head? I heard or, like, you have a good I- TikTok of, like, um, a blowjob. What's it called? The cluck cluck or the something? The gluck cluck 9,000. Heidi. 9,000. Is it a TikTok? It, it, what, it's trends on TikTok a lot because I think a what lot. What do you do? It's just like the uh, double gawk, hand gawk. twist gaka combo. What do you and do? Show me. It's like this, but then it's like very sloppy and there's like the balls lifted in it, the whole thing. I'll show you after. Well, I heard about it on TikTok. Oh, I don't know if you'd be down to talk about sex. Do but they like, all just like pull, you pull the balls uh, yeah, and all that good stuff? <laughs> Eddie, give us your blowjob. I have so many. You just got to keep like, you just got to keep making it up too. Also, the massage is really good. Oh, I use toys. I use with my hands, him, me. So first I do the blowjob, right, to just everything's good. Get it going. Give you that love. Give you that extra, you know, pulling it, feeling it, whatever. And I use my toy. So that's always great. I love the Jimmy Jane. So that's a good starter, right? And is your then, sex life also still crazy with stuff? has to be. We're together for 14 years. Can Do you, you like, think that we could have, like, people underestimate the importance of sex, right? Like, I don't even want porn in my house. I'm like, I'll give you whatever you want to watch, do, play. Like, I'm your ultimate fantasy. Wow. Like, what What do you want to do that you can find on the internet. Like, I'm You're down. In. Yeah, like, I I'm, love that. I'm your girl. Like, I'm well, also because hair, like makeup, you... sexy. No one's hotter than me. I will I will fuck you better than you can ever imagine. Like, don't think you need it any. Like, that's what people think. Oh, you've been together so long. It's just don't underestimate the power of sex. And, like, do you feel like you're also getting, like, pleasure just the oh, same? yeah. I mean, Spencer's, like, the sexiest, hottest, best, amazing cock everything like so good so cock, good he's amazing yeah i mean i could literally have sex with spencer three times today and be thrilled but i just don't wow. have the time right. i don't have You're the nanny busy. but like my husband is so sexy like i feel with spencer i can have like four orgasms five orgasms during sex you know so it's Wait, like what yeah and with jimmy jane <laughs> my girl <laughs> it's a menage twelve. okay like, jimmy motherfucking yeah, jane my girl what was the first time that you saw Lauren Conrad? So there was rumors that this like MTV girl was going to be at our fashion school. And there was no Laguna Beach yet. Like the only hit shows on MTV at the time were like Newlyweds or Ashley Simpson. Like there was no Laguna Beach. Right. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be such a loser. Wait, so you hadn't like, watched Laguna? No. So it hadn't even aired yet. I think it was like just airing. Right when, I right when she know. was coming to college, it was in the the heat. Of right, the, and the I launching. yeah. So I was in Italy, and I had no idea. But I don't even think it aired even then. I think that like it was still coming, or I don't even know. Okay, the school season, or I'm not. So you didn't fully understand. Right. So I didn't understand. So I thought she was going to be like, maid, I want to be a prom queen. I'm like, whatever. My mom's like, she's going to be your best friend. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to be such a loser. Oh, I mean, it's what you called your mom being like, apparently some girl she Lauren was, Conrad. My mom was there. So there was like camera crew set up and we're like, what's going on? Like, At this, what, with first day of school? Yeah. And, and they're like, this girl's coming, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be such a loser. And then we never saw her come in because we left and we went to do something else. And she was like coming later. So it was like came. orientation. Yeah, it was orientation that they were filming. And then um, I met her a few weeks later in class, and right. her and I were, like, the only blondes in class, and it was really intense class. Like, 
very artsy. We were both kind of out of our element and we're like, oh, let's be like. Yeah, like, let's be friends. Yeah, like, let's be friends. A few weeks later, she was like, hey, I'm going to the VMAs, you know, and I was like, how do you get a go? Like, oh my gosh, you must be so rich. Right. And she's like, no, I'm on a TV show. And I started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought you were going to be such a loser. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm on the show Laguna Beach. I was like, cool. Like, I want to see go. it. Yeah. And so she went to the VMAs and she was going back and forth filming after that to like be on the other season of Laguna. And she hated it in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And, you know, I met like Steven up there and I went to um, San Diego or Santa Barbara with them for Halloween and like all these people were dressed up as them. I was like, you guys are so famous. And they're like, yeah, we know. And I'm like, cool, great, you know? And so I didn't even know. And then I didn't have TV the whole time. So I still didn't know. I just talked to Lauren, but there wasn't like tabloids and media or internet. Yeah, it was so different back then. Right. Like, there so, wasn't social media that you get a ping on your phone. And you're like, oh, someone just said, oh my God, you're yeah, with Lauren Conrad. Right. Like, there, there wasn't. So I still didn't really realize she was famous, you know? And like, so I moved down with her. We we're both like, all right, we cannot live in San Francisco. Like I was so poor. I couldn't even afford like taxis. I was walking everywhere. I got attacked by a homeless man. It was like so hard. Oh and she God. already moved. And I'm like, I can't be here. I'm too young. This is too hard. I don't have enough money to be in the city to be safe at this point like I I gotta move she's like why don't you move down here live with my family th for the summer and then I might get a spinoff and you can be on it and wow. I was like great fun blah, blah, blah. so you lived at her Laguna house with her family yes for like a month and that's when yeah. I met Kristen Cavallari and I loved Kristen and she's like we don't like Kristen I'm like oh no we do you're wrong we love Kristen. We love Kristen. I was like, you're so wrong about her. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, she's the best. And then we all had a Bahamas trip, and I, like, pulled them both aside, and I'm like, Kristen, you would love Lauren. I love Lauren. Wait, you love you me. Kristen, I'm like. Yeah, I'm like, I love Kristen. I love Lauren. You love me. You guys would love each other if either you like me. Like, you are so off with each other. Right, because it was because of the Steven issue. Right. And so they became best friends that trip. Like the three of us were wow. best friends. We hung out the whole time. We had so much fun. We were like all partying every night in the Bahamas. And then after I left, they like became enemies again. And I was like, okay, whatever. And, but I always loved Kristen. Like the minute I met her, I'm wow. like, you and I were like the same person. Like, right. Very well, because you're both like very outspoken, very honest about your feelings. And I feel like it's interesting because I look back, I'm not going to lie. Like I loved Lauren Conrad. I respect her. She made her fucking money and she bounced. You know what I mean? Like, she's gone now. And I think a lot of people would say, damn, that girl made made it. She got her fame mm -hmm. and she's fucking gone. And now everyone else is, like, scrambling. Like, I read articles. It's like, they're scrambling to, like, stay famous. And Lauren's, like, making her bank. Like, what do you say to that? So I would say what they always said. She's the Mary Tyler Moore. Like, we want Lauren to be vanilla and everyone to have drama around her. And she's, like, the centered one. Right. She's a this one. And it's, like, at one point, you're, like, these are the hands, that the, the cards that I'm dealt, and I'm going to deal with it. And I'm thankful to be dealt cards, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, you got to kind of take what you get in life and not be upset about it. It's, like, this is it, and I'm going to do it the best with what I have and with what I can. So, you Who know, I feel like <laughs> Kristen, let's be honest, is the most successful. I feel like... Lauren didn't make it like she should have. She should be Kylie. She wow. was so good at makeup. She should have done the tutorials. If she had a good team, she'd be a billionaire. She'd be a hundred millionaire. She is not where she should have been 
at all. You don't. She think? has a Coles line, great, whatever. But like, she should be a hundred millionaire. Are you kidding me, Lauren Conrad? Who gets that big promotion, that big fame, that big engine behind her, the loved one, that this and that? Without hundreds, the narrator. No one even gets a narrator show. Kylie didn't get a narrator show. Like she should be so rich. Do you all not like her? Like. I don't know if that's relevant. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't think it matters how anyone looks at Feels, her. Feels, yeah. Yeah, like, I just... Did anyone treat her differently in college? No, nobody even knew who she was, ever, ever. But and I then she like, left. Right? I mean, even in Fitum, no one who knew who she was when she had her own show, and we're filming The Hills, and even in The Hills, no one knew who she was who, for so how long. How were you approached to do The Hills? So, actually, it was Lauren, and the producers didn't want me on it. And they were, and Lauren's like, Heidi's my best friend, and I'm having her in the show, and that's right. it. And they were like, no, we want you to move to L.A. alone. She's like, no, I'm having Heidi be Why in the show. Why didn't they want you on the show? They wanted her alone. And she was like, I'm not moving to L.A. alone. That doesn't make for a good storyline. What the fuck? It's sad, the relationship, I think, that went down with you and Lauren. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Like, I remember growing up watching it and loving your dynamic can I ask you what your relationship is? Like, when's the last time you ever talked to Lauren? Or Yeah, I mean, I talked to her a few years later, and we had, like, some conversations. And, look, I, I'll always love Lauren. Like, I appreciate yeah. everything she's done for me. I think that she never needed to do that. Like, I always, she knows, was her best friend she would have. Like, yeah. I was there for her for everything, and it didn't have to go that way. Like, she had a boyfriend I didn't like when she was with Jason, and I supported her. And that wasn't my job to tell her who to date and who not to. I literally was like, I'm your girl. Yeah. I'm here for you. Whoever you're with, I'm with. Like, I just want to support you with. And then when that whole Spencer thing happened, she's like, well, you date Spence. If you date Spencer, you're off the show. And I'm like, what? Like, you are not the friend that I am to you. Like, why would you do that to me? I can't even believe you're doing this to me right now. Like, how dare you and I'm not your dog like yeah I appreciate you getting me on the show but that doesn't mean you own me yeah. and you can tell me what to do in my life like I just don't appreciate that so like I do have such a love for Lauren and it didn't have to go that way like she chose and wanted it to go that way and then kept following up with that and then kept blaming things on me and blaming her sex tape on me and things like that and I'm like oh and this could be a very empowering moment like if I were Lauren and I had a sex tape that my ex-boyfriend was trying to sell, I would have bossed up. I and mean, I would have been in the media like, hey, I just want to let young girls know I made a mistake. I wouldn't have done that. And I was exploited. Yeah. So, like, maybe me more careful or, like, you know, there was such a message, such a moment that she missed where she could have really empowered herself and instead turned it on she you. made, yeah, turned it on me and, like, made herself more the victim when she could have been, like, a victor and empowerment. And, like, no one would have been mad at her. I think it's interesting because I, I will say, Heidi, your relationship with Spencer, being completely honest, at the time in the first few seasons, he looked like a fucking asshole. It was like, what the fuck is you doing? However, I've dated an asshole. Has anyone listening dated an asshole? However, I will go to your defense in saying everyone needs to play it out for themselves. And I do think at times... Lauren had that like holier than thou mentality where it was like, yeah. what are you doing? What what were you doing with Jason? Well, that's what like, I mean. What, were you, th like, what is the difference? She was with a real asshole, which I would never even air out what happened between them. Like yeah. it was so gnarly. 
And what was my job? My job was to be her friend and like support yeah. her and be there. Like, I'm like, where's that for you? Who cares? Who cares if she's dating an asshole? I don't care. That's not, I'm not here to judge her. I'm not here to like be her mom. I'm here. To, and her parents would call me and I'd be like, hey, that's not my business. My space, yeah. my space is to be your friend and to be here for her. So it's like, that's it. It doesn't matter what your, who your friends are dating. It matters. Great. Maybe you say something once or twice if you're concerned or this or that, right. but also she knows it's editing. As a friend, I've been there when I don't love my friend's boyfriend, but like, that's your friend's boyfriend. Like you ride or die for them. Like, here we go. Like you're dating an asshole. And when you come and cry to me, I'll be here for you. But like the motive of like, don't be with this person or else you're off the show. That is pretty extreme. No, that was crazy. When I looked at her, I'm like, who are you? Just because you don't have a boyfriend right now and you have all this power and all this authority because it's your show. I do know that. That's why I was like, I'm not your dog. You can't tell me what to do. You don't own me. Like I have been the best friend you will ever have. To lose your best friend at the time and then it be publicized that sucks no it sucks. i had like, i used to have a co-host no, and now i, know, I, I have to watch myself no but like i have to watch myself what i say about them and i'm trying to well because i, I think, feel like you're very unfiltered i am but like is you, it a lawsuit you're like no, wow well, don't come for me you're no, gone bye but, bitch no, but this is my show yeah but like you know what i mean like i'm sure you feel that way about lauren where it's like you at times will make comments and then you I see don't. in the media you're like why did i say that like I don't. it's it's a it's exhausting you don't feel that way you just for you, it's so, it seems like it's so fresh. Yeah. Right? Like, it's really still new. Like, it took me five years to get over the thing with Lauren. Like, it was it your real best friend? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Well, that was my real best friend. You know? So, it's like, then we became more acquaintances. If it's acquaintances, it's easier. Yeah. Because you're like, look, we worked together. Fuck you. You didn't do it well. Or whatever. Like, you chose that route. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Good good choice. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. But when it's like a real best friend, that's where it hurts. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But like, for you, I feel like you're such a winner. <laughs> I feel like it's really good. You know, like, congratulations. And like, you have your own show. And it seems really awesome. No, and like, you. I appreciate that. You know. I remember sitting in my home watching the scene when it's the iconic scene of the last season of one of the episodes and all of a sudden like the background is getting pulled away and everyone was it was revealed like yeah, that this was, was a so script genius. this was face this this was fake like this was not real how much of it is just them being like hey today like give us like it, is it directed like how do because I'm not gonna lie like I wouldn't be asking this but like we literally were told essentially oh fuck the hills was what scripted fake at the end so like what's happening now like where is that so the most frustrating part for me is that all the cast mostly throughout all the seasons did a reality show the only thing that had to be scripted most of the time was Spencer and I because they were like if you guys don't fight you don't have a storyline and you're not on the show it, like there was like press about like the hated couple like if you go back to that era which I can't even imagine like I think you just have to be so careful with how the media spins things yep. so it's like were we the most hated couple in America no, no, no. definitely not was it an easy tagline for them yes yeah. was it a fun thing for them yes was it clickbait yes so it's like we see now especially how much the media can just angle things for their own benefit. So yeah. that I always take into consideration with the powers to be. Um, 
did it drive you two together more do you think yeah absolutely I think we were just we knew each other more and we knew what was going on and so to us it was always just laughable like oh my gosh this is so crazy stupid like this is ridiculous and then meanwhile we'd have people like we love you guys and we'd have club appearances and then we'd do a show every year after so we always had income thank god when you look back if the hills wasn't a thing what do you think you would be doing i'd definitely be in fashion a hundred percent i was i would have been very successful do you feel like maybe uh, more successful than i have been who knows you think maybe possibly how do you feel with spencer like do you guys have conversations about like how do we keep it relevant like how do we keep it moving like what are those i think we're so past the point of relevancy okay like i'm i don't worry about staying relevant so we were like the most famous people ever for so long like before kim before everyone we were so famous and it was so fun and it's not everything right so like for me money if i could just have money and not be famous bye i don't even care like i would never be on social media again i'd never do instagram again like i don't love it you know like i just try to do it to keep it up and like be authentic with it like well this is what i'm doing and i'm gonna throw it out there but for me like my number one priority is being a mom and a wife like i love cleaning our house i love doing dishes like being relevant for me at this point isn't my number one goal to be successful within the audience that we have I would say is my number one goal like are you happy right now oh yeah I love my life so much I always have what do you think the lowest point of your life was um probably the hills several times Mm -hmm. in the original season I mean with my mom that was one of the lowest points in my life and then Spencer and I lived in Santa Barbara for seven years the beginning of those years were hard because like Spencer didn't think he could be successful again like when I met Spencer he just sold a Fox show you know at the youngest age executive producer just made millions of dollars with princess of malibu no before that spencer was bigger than the hills he just sold princess of malibu to fox executive producer 20 years old made had potentially six million dollars and linda canceled it because she filed for divorce he was like genius on fire wasn't supposed to be on camera they literally just threw him on camera beforehand he's supposed to be like a studio executive Spencer's so smart. Wow. Right? So he got a a soccer scholarship to college. He could have been a soccer star. Like, he has so much potential and success in whatever he would focus on. And Chris used to ask for Spencer to manage Kim. And he was like, what would I do? I don't know. Like, (laughs) what would I I do do? to manage Kim? He didn't know she had a sex tape. He didn't know all this stuff. Like, she didn't give him all the goods. So, like, there was a point where Spencer said no to managing Kim, you know. um, and. Yeah, he didn't know because it was he just thought it was Brody's stepsister, right. you know, oh, and like I, he's like, I don't know, I don't what know. What am to I do. supposed to do? It's like I'm managing Brody. He's gonna be a movie star. We just sold this, we sold that. So for me, it was hard seeing him be done with yeah the, the show and not think that he could be successful in another way. So that's why Pratt Daddy was so great for me because I'm like, you love crystals. You're yeah. starting this company. It has been a multi million dollar company before the pandemic, which has been really hard for our business and challenging, but. Um, you know, he's so smart and that's been great to be able to get out of that funk that we were kind of in for a little bit there. When people think you and Spencer are fake and you're trying to make it for clicks and views and to make money, what do you say to that? 
we're just so past that point in our lives. I yeah. mean, like that ship is so sailed now. It's just like more authentic and let's just do it to have it. But it's like we we've been it. We were so successful. We were so famous. We're so if we were doing that. Oh, my gosh. You should see the OnlyFans I would do. You should see the I have OnlyFans, you right? Do? I do. I do. But I'm not like I'm not nude on it. And well, you post on it. I don't respond. I mean, you got to buy it. I'll <laughs> But um, no, I mean, I could go so hardcore. I could be so relevant if I wanted to. Right. Easily. I could go after this and that person. Do you consider yourself irrelevant right now? I would think so. I mean, relevant because like we're doing a press tour and it's, but I'm not like on the radar that we used to be. Yeah. At all, you know, and I have, then that's fine. But I have a good gauge of like who we are and where we're at. And it was so fun when we were so famous, but to be on the covers of Us Weekly and tabloids and this and that, like you have to be top 10 famous people in the world. You know, that was such a blessing at the time. And now it's just, it's fun. And we're focusing on our family and our crystal business and more long-term things, you know. My only fam's that that's PC. I mean, I yeah, don't even really. know. <laughs> if you weren't on the hills, what reality show would you want to be on? Housewives. I would kill it on Housewives. Andy Cohen so said see you on Andy Cohen said he'd rather gouge his eyes out than ever have me on Housewives, but you know he what? He said that? You're wrong, Andy. He had- Wait, I feel like Andy would die for the drama and the TV. No, he you. wouldn't. He doesn't like me. I don't why? know why. I don't know why. I literally don't know why. Oh, I didn't he know must that. be a Lauren fan. Woo! All right. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. Daddy gang, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that Heidi interview. I definitely need to go take a nap. I don't know if you guys feel hungover after listening to it. Maybe you feel drunk. It was definitely a ride. Thank you so much, Heidi, for sitting down with me again. Go show her love in the DMs, guys. Um, The beautiful thing about this little moment we're having right now together is this is not the last of this week. Daddy gang, because tomorrow you are going to be getting... A mini fucking episode. That is right. Thirsty fucking Thursday. You feel drunk now? You're going to feel even fucking drunker when you sit down with me for a mini episode. And you guys know if you listen to the last one and the first one, things get a little wild on the mini episodes, okay? And I also give you all the drama, all the gossip, all the tea. I didn't go to Hawaii. Why the fuck did I not go to Hawaii? Yeah, I'm fucking pissed about it too. Um, so you're going to hear all the drama. So you're going to hear all about it. Make sure to tune in tomorrow, daddy gang. I will see you fuckers next Wednesday and also mañana. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am 
too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass. And new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.